Welcome to another episode and a new season of Be a Better Leader. I'm Jeffrey Downs, a managing director at Franklin Covey, the world's most trusted leadership company. In this new season, we want to share a handful of practical strategies managers can use to communicate more effectively at pivotal moments. As managers, as people leading other people, we've all had to hold difficult conversations. The ability to effectively communicate and navigate those conversations is a crucial skill for effective leadership. So today, I've invited Barbara Cogburn, a Franklin Covey Senior Consultant, to draw on her experience in navigating challenging dialogues and share some insights with us. Barb, it is so good to have you with us today. Thanks, Jeffrey. I appreciate it so much. Glad to be here. I am so looking forward to this conversation because I got to start with a little bit of a confession. I shy away and have shied away in the past from difficult conversations. I mean, those are some of the ones that you really don't want to approach. And I know I've needed to have them, but I've avoided them for any number of reasons. Where I want to start with you is how common is this? Is is this a problem most people and organizations are experiencing? Well, it's interesting that you started there because I hear it a lot. I'm out, you know, working with our clients and stuff, and they tell us oftentimes they just don't want to have them. They avoid them. And I've even had clients tell me, Barb, I've tried to fix it and it was so bad. I left and went to another job. So it's really wow. common. And it's it's interesting too, because the research we did um, when we went out and kind of developed this product is, is really our clients were telling us, listen, we have a product to address this and people still aren't having the conversation. So people have been trained and they're still avoiding it. It's just not everybody's natural skill. You know, I may be great at being a facilitator, a mechanic, a cook, or whatever I do, or a host on a radio show, a podcast, but this may not be my natural gift. And so if it doesn't go well, I tend to avoid it and just try to hope it gets better over time. Yeah. You know, as I think about difficult conversations that I've known I needed to have mm-hmm. and haven't, and I've put them off, but it, it's really important to have them, right? I mean, it, that, that's, that's, it's, you got to press forward with them in some way or another. Yeah. It's interesting about that too, because I think we all pay a price when we don't have those conversations. Can you think about some of those conversations you've had and how it felt when they were unresolved? Do you remember what that was like? It's yeah. yeah. (laughs) It kept me up at night. I didn't want to go back into work. I mean, there's all kinds of things that I felt. Yeah. And that's it. It's kind of a common thing. Like when we're coaching people too, there's this idea behind it. Like, um, it's it, we call things like a toleration. Like, have you ever said, um, think about some of the stuff in your environment. Like you've got a pile of papers you need to sort. It's been sitting on your desk for two weeks, right? You're looking at laundry at home that needs to be folded or a small repair around the house, right? Or this task, this admin task I got to do, but I don't like to do it. And it's still in my queue. All those things that are unresolved that we look at, we walk by all the time are what we call tolerations and they deplete your energy. And the same thing Hmm. happens when we have these unresolved conversations that might have some emotion or tension in it. You're paying a price. It's probably deleting or depleting, excuse me, your energy in some way. And and it's kind of like that when we're just not having those conversations. Yeah. And those relationships are not in a good place either. What were you thinking? Yeah. Well, you know, you bring up a great point as far as depletion of energy. I hadn't ever thought of it actually in that light that... 
I, what, when you were saying it, I was thinking of a sliver under my skin, you know, and it's, it's there, it's causing a little bit of pain, but I'm not dealing with it. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. And, you know, I think the other side of that coin too, is relationships work when they're reciprocal. They're not always even that's okay. But when we have that give and take and back and forth, and when a relationship is off, you feel it and you know it immediately. So think about that in these unresolved, you know, conversations. Also, you're probably having your energy being depleted in some way because you're tolerating not having it, you know, in a working order. And you know that that relationship is not functioning the way it could. So it's an interesting thing to think about what is the cost I actually pay by not being able to get through one of these really difficult conversations. Yeah. Now, with that being said, and knowing that it's causing me pain to procrastinate it, it's it's something that is depleting my energy, and it's also not good for the other person in the relationship. Like you said, there's reciprocation, and it can be felt. I mean, that's what I hear you saying as well. There is really some, in your research, I mean, there's skill that goes behind having these conversations that can help you out. Is that, I mean, is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's got to be a way for me to progress through a conversation and move from one side to the other. If I don't know how to do this, I've got to learn a skill to be able to do it. And that's sort of what we've put together is what's the simplest format where we can help people just kind of manage the emotion, not have the tension escalate manage the relationship and hopefully really get from one side of the conversation to the other with the relationship still intact or even better where there's a higher level of you know communication and trust if if we get that far and i suppose that that's one of the things that i fear as i look at it is will the relationship be intact will it be something that will be awkward the next time we talk or will it be something that is actually improved? I mean, that those are kind of the thoughts that go through my mind. Yeah. It's interesting. We kind of start this idea of how do I enter the conversation and not be you know, worried about the emotion? Can I learn a technique to lower the tension when it does show up? But the great thing about what we're doing is we're actually having you start in with your mindset. What am I thinking before I go into the conversation? What's my intent? Why is it important to have this conversation? And what is my intent for the other person? And so when you start thinking about what you need and what you want for them, it's a way to enter a conversation in a very different way where we're both getting something from it together. And we come back to this idea, right, of being reciprocal, having that relationship work in in a better way. And, And I think, too, it's interesting, this big idea is to reduce the tension and make progress. And not be so worried about if we get to a final outcome. If you get farther down the road in the conversation, that's a great place to be because it didn't escalate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really exciting. In fact, so the topic and what we've recently released is navigating difficult conversations, turn tension into progress. Really love that title and that subtitle, turn tension into progress, because it highlights exactly what I believe you're saying mm-hmm. is it's it's this tension that you feel. And let's let's now move that forward to progress. Now, I want to go back to something you just said. You said that it may not be the end-all, be-all conversation. And I think sometimes that's what I go into it as is, oh, this is the one. We're going to have this conversation and it's going to change everything or maybe damage the relationship. But what I heard you say is, no, it's really a, pro- a, a progression. Is that right? It can be. It could be, a, it could be either or. It's funny when you go into this and you're going to learn a new skill, right? And Barb's teaching me a new skill. I'm going to get better at this. So I'm going to go have this conversation and I'm going to figure this out and we're going to come to a conclusion together. 
when we get really attached to an outcome, sometimes we forget the focus is what's my intent and what's my positive intent for the other person in the conversation. And what I found doing this over the years with clients and then a lot of our trust work, right, which there's a component of that in here, um, is if you can learn how to open up a conversation, share your intent where no one has to make an assumption about where you're going or what you want to talk about. You've, with that intent, you've created some safety for me. Oh, I know where we're going. I know what we want to talk about. Barb wants to do this better. She just wants to kind of move this forward. If you can do that and do better than you did the last time, I always tell people don't get too attached to the outcome. Who knows what you'll find out when you're having a much better, healthier conversation with each other. And you always have a place because the relationship is still intact to come back and revisit it again. And there are times too, I think, Jeff, when you're thinking about it, I could be thinking and go, gosh, I don't know that I saw it that way. or I don't know if I heard you the last time this way. I'd love some time to process and think about it. Let's get back together tomorrow and see what we think. And then we can make a decision. So there's this idea of entering into the conversation, getting some progress, but don't always be so attached to an outcome. And I think you'll have much better results. If it comes, great. You did fabulous. If it doesn't, you've, all, you've just learned something new, right? And you've, you've really right. kind of developed your skill also along the way. As you talk about not being attached to an outcome, I think this is an important thing to highlight because as I think about conversations that I need to have that are difficult, I may put like, well, we've got to get to this place. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, then that conversation was a failure. And if I, if I go to there, then it makes the conversation in my mind much more difficult to have. Yeah, absolutely. Because I may not want that. Even though you've shared your positive intent with me, I still may not be ready to get there with you or go, gosh, I still uh-huh. don't see it that way. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't like where we're going. Um, but if we're not uh-huh. damaging the relationship and we're still talking and we're moving forward and we have greater understanding with each other, we have that safety that trust in the relationship to come back, pick it up and do it again. And and also, I mean, how many times, Jeff, have you had a conversation and you go, here's where I'm going, here's where I'm going to get, and you get into it and you go, didn't see that coming at all. What was that? Like, I don't even, (laughs) how come we don't know that about each other? Like you've never said to to me, well, Barb, you're not listening to me ever. We never get past that point. And so that's kind of this idea of not getting attached because sometimes you never know what's going to come up. And to that point, an individual, when I'm speaking with an individual, whoever it may be, they have so many other inputs in their life. And this is one interaction that I have from, and it could be completely unrelated to what it, to our interaction that is influencing or impacting them. I mean, that's, that's one of the things you got to, you got to have that at least in the back of your mind, but it's hard to have that view. It is because you're dealing with me. So it's about me. It's gotta be right. But it's funny after I, I think, um, I was telling somebody the day, I said, the older you get, well, you're not getting older, you're getting wiser, of course. So the wiser (laughs) we all get, we've seen these things over the years. And I think the more and more you find out, there's so much, you never know what's going on in people's lives. And you're right. Some of this stuff can be driven by stuff that has nothing to do with us. So all the more reason for us to have a process to go in, just manage the tension, get it to a better place and manage the relationship because who knows what's going on and it has nothing to do with you sometimes. Yeah. 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 You know, I want to, I want to um, dive into something else that has become a norm after COVID and after we've had everything, which is this total remote workforce and the communication with people in video conferencing as being 
honestly, it's my primary way to communicate now. I mean, that's how I communicate with my team. What are what are some of the the challenges of holding these difficult conversations that you look at that can be difficult in a hybrid situation? Well, I, I would ask you to not, rather than be super generic with you, I would think um, my first kind of gut reaction is, how do you feel your relationships, the quality of them are um, when you're remote working hybrid with your team right now? Like, are they closer or not as close because you didn't have that interaction in the office? What do you think? You know, that is a great question because this is how I often describe it. In the video conference world, it's two-dimensional. I mean, we see two-dimensional. It's it's not really three-dimensional. Whereas when I'm with people in person, there's a third dimension there that, it, I don't know, that the body language is different or... Or it's it's you know there's there's little cues that come into play that make it different for me than when I'm in a two dimensional world. Yeah, that is really it, isn't it? It's that that body language is so important for us just to see and connect to people. Well, and and that's why I would start with people too because I think leaders have to be so deliberate about creating trusting relationships with their teams. And if you are really good at that, where you can create a high trust relationship quickly and very deliberately the minute you've got a new team member or you come on a team, you give yourself this opportunity to be able to be candid and have really good conversations because you've created a relationship where there's safety and we can talk candidly. But if we haven't done that and it's been kind of just two dimensional and we don't have a lot of time and we're going from meeting to meeting, when a difficult conversation comes up, it sometimes will feel like it's even harder because I just don't have that connection to that person. And it feels like you're working twice as hard. So I think there's some things to overcome. But I think if you're really thoughtful about this and the way we create relationships as leaders in a very deliberate way, intentionally right up front, we are curious and really want to know that person, you know, appropriately work appropriate. Um, that creates a safety to have tough conversations when you need to, rather than it becoming this difficult emotional one. But then when you do, if you've invested in that person, you know, it's easier to say, Jeff, we really need to have a conversation. That last one didn't go well. Can we put some time together to talk? And my intent is to kind of do X, Y, and Z as we talk, if you're, if you're ready for that, then it makes it easier. Does that make, does that kind of bring that together a little bit? It's almost like a holistic approach. It really is. In fact, what it, what it brought to mind is in a hybrid environment, and I, this is what I want to ask you about is do I, how do I approach that conversation in the sense, do I send an email that says something like, I need to have a difficult conversation with you. It may not be that direct, but how do I, it's not like I'm going to run into them at the office or in there. It's how, how do I send a text? Do I send an email? I mean, what does that look like? Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about that too, because isn't that the luxury of being in person? I can run into you in the hall and say, Jeff, gosh, I know that meeting, what just happened didn't go well. Can we get together and talk about it? Because I'd like to work through it in a different way. Right. And I could just run into you or drop by your office maybe. I would not, if, if I sent the email, I'd be very cautious about it. I, I'd probably say, and the thing is too, that anytime we do this remotely and I'm trying to connect with you, it's almost like I say, Jeff, come to my office. I want to talk to you. And you're like, ah, what does this mean? <laughs> right. right. And you don't know, it's yeah. not safe because you don't know my intent. So anytime you communicate, whether it's through email or whether it's through, you know, kind of connecting, Hey, 
could you stay with me on the on the call for just a quick minute? Um, share your intent right up front. And the reason I asked you to stay on the call was my intent was really just I want to connect again. That last conversation we had about you know our, the spend plan or it, it wasn't going well. I'd like to redo it. Can we connect and talk again and see if we can get through this differently? Or if you send me an email and say, Barb, I really want to connect with you. My intent is to see if we can have that conversation differently with a little bit less tension. You know, are you open sometime this week? Just make sure you put that up front so I know what your motive, your agenda is, and I don't have to guess because then I'm in a panic. Yeah. Okay. So here's a little bit different look of this. So we're talking about from the leader point of view, give, having a difficult conversation with maybe a direct report or a peer. Yeah. Let's let's go from the other angle. And the reason I want to do this is I've been on the receiving end of some of these difficult yeah. conversations. Yeah. And I know that if I go into them with my defenses up and everything else, it's it's not as productive as if I am willing to learn. So the question I have for you is, I know a difficult conversation is coming. How do I, as the receiver of this difficult conversation, prepare for this in the best way possible? Yeah, and I'm going to go back to intent. I can't tell you what a magic tool intent is. The minute yeah. I'm in a conversation, and we've had the luxury of being around this for years, you and I, right? And so we know right. how to kind of go retrieve this tool right away. I don't think I knew how to use it effectively, but when I figured it out, I use it a lot. When someone's talking to me and I'm like, gosh, I'm not sure where we're going and I'm starting to assume, I would say to you, Jeff, I'm not sure I understand our intent. Tell me what the intent of this conversation is. I want to get aligned to you and understand where we're going. And I will just ask that question right up front as soon as I can. And then people will usually tell you kind of what their motive or their intent is. And then you can kind of go, oh, okay, that's where we're going. But sometimes too, you know, you never know what my perspective is. Maybe I've had, you know, past things that I'm like, I just tend to work things up in my mind and get defensive. And maybe I don't have the maturity to not be defensive. I mean, I hope I do to go, okay, take a deep breath, Barb. Don't just hear what they have to say. Don't be defensive because you now know the intent. But there's a whole bucket full of fun that can just occur there when you're coming into a conversation that for sure ask people's intent, at least get that piece out of the way so you don't have to assume. Wow. Such good, sage, wise advice. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> and something that obviously in navigating difficult conversations, turn tension into progress, are skills and capabilities that you're going to be covering. Barb, thank you so much for your time today. I wish I could go on and on because there's about three different scenarios I want to put before you so I can get that information back. <laughs> but unfortunately, we have to end. Is there anything you'd like to end with just before we finish up here? Jeff, it's been a pleasure. No, I'm I'm just excited for people to kind of be able to think through these things differently. So thanks for giving me an opportunity to come share. And it has been wonderful. And I loved your questions today. They were great. Thank you. You bet. And thank you for your work in this important area. For our audience, if you'd like to learn more about this topic, check out Franklin Covey's newest offering, Navigating Difficult Conversations, Turn Tension into Progress. You can get more information at franklincovey.com. You can also download our free Difficult Conversations Assessment, and you'll find that link in the show notes. Well, until we talk again, keep smiling. Keep smiling.